I knew that I was evil. I knew I wasn't right. I knew I still had hatred in my heart and I couldn't find out why God was loving on me. I had always been taught that he didn't have anything to do with people like me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Son Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, we've been talking about if there's any hope for those who go to jail for being violent men or women. And as you know, anger and violence, it's a tough thing to overcome. And in our last show, we had Corey Douglas, who grew up very violent and angry towards other men. He shared with us that he ended up in a lot of bad situations. He eventually was accused of capital murder. He explained how that happened by being blamed by another gentleman, his friend, his friend betrayed him, who actually did the murder. So that fueled his anger and violence towards that man for revenge. His anger only grew in jail. And while he was in the county jail, he started hearing from another man who came and visited the jail to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and that he had a transformed life. Now, he described the peace this man had who was preaching, and he began to wonder about this Jesus whom this man came to preach about. So today, Corey's going to talk about how he had this amazing encounter with God and how his life was radically changed. Corey, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Corey, it is great having you with us because your story really demonstrates the grace and mercy of God to deliver those who follow Him. Now, I understand that you're in the situation where you're being blamed by your friend that you're the one who did the murder. When he was the one who truly did the murder, how did this make you feel? Well, I felt tremendously hurt and betrayed because I felt that I was putting everything on the line to protect him. And this guy, we were together for like seven years every day. And so it was kind of a shock and unbelievable. And it was just a tremendous wound. Wow, I understand. So here you are, you're in jail, you're waiting for your prison sentence and listening to this preacher who was coming to preach in the jails and you're like mesmerized by him. Tell me about it. Well, after seeing the life on the inside of him and looking at him and saying, well, this man doesn't have anything natural to gain and he comes in here faithfully time after time. I told my aunt to send the Bible up to the county jail because I said something in my mind. I said that if God did it for him, then maybe there's something to this God thing for me. I'm going to give it one more chance. And so I had my aunt send the Bible up to the county, and I didn't know where to start. So I started in Genesis. And when I got to Exodus, the sixth chapter, I ended up having a visitation with the Holy Spirit in, in that county jail. And I hit my knees in a lockup cell, and I just began to weep. As God ripped the scales away from my eyes and I heard the voice of God for the first time. But Mm. more than anything, it's like he just clothed me with a blanket of love. And it confused me because I knew that I was evil. I knew I wasn't right. I knew I still had hatred in my heart and I couldn't find out why God was loving on me. 
I had always been taught that he didn't have anything to do with people like me. And so it confused me and it broke me down in tears. And I heard his voice for the first time. And the Lord told me, he said, Corey, you see, we're putting your trust in the streets have gotten you. He said, give me that same loyalty and I won't hurt you. Mm. And I told the Lord, I said, well, Lord, if you give me a second chance to live, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And I never forget, I felt so unclean and dirty. I felt like I had just been used and discarded. And now my eyes were open and I had made a big mess in my life. And the Lord told me this. He said, Corey, I want you to go to prison. He said, your mind is not right. Your heart is not right. And you're not right. He said, I need to do a work in you and through you. And when I'm finished, I'll bring you out. He said, don't repay evil for evil. Don't turn state. Go before the court. Confess your sin. Ask for forgiveness for what you did and the part that you played. Mm. Keep your mouth shut and come on to prison. And that is exactly what I did. That is amazing. So you do what is right. You just tell the truth and you took responsibility for the parts you did, but not anymore. Which is awesome because many would be tempted to lie in that moment or maybe, you know, really try to blame the other person. But after you received the Lord Jesus into your life, I understand that you still felt that weight of the condemnation and guilt of your past. Tell us about that. Well, every day I spent time in the Word and I prayed. I didn't watch TV. I didn't do any basketball. All of my time was spent in His presence. And when I got there, I was still struggling with so much guilt and shame and condemnation because my heart was changed. And so Satan will bring back my past and things that I'd done, people I had hurt. And I would get flashbacks of a man I left laying in blood. And he would tell me, you think you're going to heaven? You know, God is not going to forgive you. You got gang tattoos. There are no gangsters in heaven. And so I believed in the Lord, but I was struggling with believing that I was loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, I went to sleep one night covered in guilt and shame and was caught up to the throne in an out-of-body experience. And I saw Jesus from his waist down. He had on high priestly garments, purple, blue, and turquoise, and they were embroidered in gold. And as I stood before him, it was the Father speaking to me first person. And as he was talking, he did one thing that changed my life forever, has been the source of my freedom. He called me son. And when he called me son, it's like every chain of guilt and shame broke off of me and joy just exploded in my heart because I knew that in order for him to call me son, I had to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. And he walked me over to the right in heaven. There were bookshelves. He took a book off the shelf and he gave me the book. And I looked in the book and it was revelation of the gospel. So I asked the Lord, is that for me? He said, no, but I'm giving it to you to give the people on earth. And then I left. Oh, that is awesome. The revelation of who you were as God's son came to light. That is so important because there are so many who have accepted Christ, but they don't know that they're his sons and daughters, that they are of the most high God. I mean, this is a revelation that comes only from his Holy Spirit. So let me ask you, after this revelation, did this change your life? Well, I can truly say that the best years of my life were in that place. And it's not because of the prison, but it was because of the presence of God that manifested. And my life changed tremendously. I mean, I grew in Him and discovered my calling. And so this is where I discovered who I was in Him and where He chose to groom me, you know, and to train me. And I ended up doing 15 years in prison total. A total of three different prisons, and every prison he sent me to, he used me to establish churches there and to help raise up ministries. My gosh, that is like so amazing. But I understand that the proof in the pudding, as we might say, 
was demonstrated when you were placed in the same cell from the one who betrayed you and accused you. And with your track history of being angry and violent, you had a chance to do that with him alone in this jail cell. What happened? Actually, after I got sentenced, they brought me back and put me in the same cell with him. And I was placed face to face with him. They wanted me to hurt him. And they wanted to cut a deal with me to shorten my time to testify against him. But I walked in there, and after being filled with the Holy Ghost in prison, I looked him in the eye, and I pointed, and I said, what you did was wrong, and you hurt me. And I was trembling and crying, but I told him, but I forgive you. I said, God has a plan for my life, and it's bigger than prison, and it's bigger than this, and I forgive you. And I was set free. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Your faith truly changed who you are. And I understand you started walking and talking like a true son of the kingdom of God. Let me ask you, what would you say to someone who is a Christian today, yet is unsure whether or not God loves them because of their sin? I would say that there is hope for a tree that regardless of how deep your sin may seem to be and how rejected, alone, and unworthy you may feel, there's a God whose love never fails and His banner over you is love. And if you can just believe in the power of His love and that the blood will shed, He will always give new life. It's never hopeless. He's a God of grace and a God of living hope. Corey, thanks so much for being with us on the show and for sharing how you overcame the anger built up in your life simply by accepting the love of God. Corey, God bless you so much. Bless you. Hang on. The show isn't over yet. I have some thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Jesus literally saved this man's soul, but also saved his life. Imagine if he hadn't been able to forgive the man who betrayed him and instead got his revenge and let that anger totally take over. See, he wouldn't have the life he has today. Think about this. If he had let his anger and vengeance, which is the malice we talked about in our last show, if that had taken over, he would have possibly committed murder and would have easily been caught. If he had chosen that path, there is no telling what would have happened. I mean, he might have died in his anger and bitterness. But instead, when he found Jesus as his Lord and Savior, he was able to do the impossible. He didn't get revenge, but chose to forgive instead. He followed the route written in the Bible. It is written in Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled. 
as you can see in the Bible, it instructs us to pursue peace, to chase after it, to let go of vengeance. Why? Because it's also written in Romans 12, 19, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So vengeance will already happen for wrongdoings. But when we take vengeance into our own hands, we will discover a root of bitterness that will defile us and others around us. That word for defile, by the way, is to make unclean or to pollute. When we want to get vengeance, we pollute ourselves and others. Rather, if we choose to pursue peace, well, it's going to be different. It's going to be a clean life. Like, look at Corey's life now. It's full of life and hope and blessings. Beloved, where are you at with this? Are you holding on to any root of bitterness with anyone? Does just the mention of their name cause you to sour up and expel angry feelings and emotions? My friend, now is the time to let it go and to let the forgiveness of God flow into you for your sins and for those who sin against you. Father God, I'm bringing up the person who's saying, gosh, I'm dealing with bitterness. I'm dealing with anger and I don't know what to do with it, Lord. Lord Jesus, it's just time right now. We let you into our lives. Lord Jesus, forgive us of our sins, of even being angry. We receive that forgiveness. And then, gosh, if you've forgiven us right now, we take a moment to forgive that person who we always are angry at. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.